Hey everybody, this is Nick Ives, and I'm here to talk a little bit of Freemasonry with you. Um, the clock on my watch is telling me that today is December 16th, 2019, but you're probably not listening to this then because this one's going to be delayed. I have a very interesting guest today. I'm here with Mr. Ben Valinsky. Ben, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. This may never be heard. Isn't this the case? With intro music like this, it needs to be heard. This is fantastic. <laughs> I, I feel so epic right now. Like it, I could charge the field. <laughs> um, it's really nice to have you here. Um, ben is an interesting person, an interesting guest to have on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about who you are in just a second. Uh, but you are someone who has petitioned Freemasonry, but have not gone through the process yet. Correct. So this is a an opportunity for us to talk about what it's like from your perspective. If you are actually accepted in Freemasonry, who knows? Who knows? But if you are, we'll play this message. So I hope we get to play this. <laughs> That's it. I hope so, too. There is a small chance that this will get deleted, but I don't think so. You know, just one bad interview and it gets thrown out. Huh? <laughs> so I'm giving you my words of Mason. This is a complete <laughs> secret unless you get it. Once you're initiated... We'll have to, we'll release this. We'll probably do a couple series of these. I'd love, thank you so much for being on today. I'm happy to be here. So I, I'm going to start off. If, if I know that you're an army veteran. You're currently uh, studying to be a social studies teacher. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, you're someone who's 28 years old and you're coming to Freemasonry. Just tell us a little about who you are and, and why you felt Freemasonry was a good choice for you. Well, uh, you know, while I was in the army, I really got a sense of of that brotherhood and that um, camaraderie, uh, and kind of separating from the army and and coming back into civilian life. You really miss that. Um, my older brother Nick started Freemasonry. I want to say about six years ago now, maybe a little bit, maybe five. Um, but he just he really you know the things that he would come home and talk about were were very group oriented and, and, you know, he was reaching out to, to brothers, they were reaching out to him and it just seemed very communal in that sense. So what was like, you said when you'd come home and talk about what would go on and obviously where there's a lot of secrets in Freemasonry, but like, what were the kind of things that you were picking up from him? You know, the stories that he would tell, what was impactful to him? Um, I, I'm not sure that it was so much impactful, but, um, just that, that, you know, he would come home and, and talk about, conversations that he would have between brothers, you know, just kind of like what they're going on or what's going on in their lives. Um, and, you know, upcoming plans to, to hang out or, or get drinks or whatever. And I saw that he expanded his, his friend group and the people that he could trust based off of Freemasonry. Um, before your brother kind of introduced you to the fraternity, what was your initial impression? I mean, you're studying to be a history teacher. And I'm, so I'm sure the Freemasons have crossed your path, maybe through the history channel or something yeah, like that. Have you, have you seen national treasure? Isn't that all that's, true? That's 100% true, right? Oh, good. You just wait. No. You know, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, like, what was your impression of Freemasonry? Like when your brother, once upon a time, told you, I'm a Freemason, or how did he, how did he tell you he became a Freemason? Um, I don't remember the exact way in which he brought it up, but I do know that it was, um, it was met with, you know, so you're going to, you're pretty much the Illuminati, right? <laughs> like, you, you know, you're, so who killed Kennedy? So you thought he was going to get some answers. Yeah. Or at least jokingly. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. And 
I know there's your dad is also a Mason as well. Um, have your brother, your dad, like, is that kind of like changed how you view masonry now that both of them are masons? And, um, I mean, you have like the pre masonry experience and now you have two family members that are in masonry. Um, how did it change what you thought the fraternity might be? Um, I don't think that you are all out plotting, uh, you know, the, the, the world's downfall or, or uprise or anything like that. Um, it has, I think it's grounded a lot of the myths that float around, um, in that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing my brother and my father, um, go to the meetings and, um, you know, partake in the, the community programs that are there. Um, just kind of made it a real world, uh, fraternity as opposed to, you know, something that that's clandestine or, or, you know, I'm not, not coming up with the right word here, but well, you know, it's funny. That's actually a Masonic word in, in, in some context, which you'll learn more about. <laughs> uh, we have a, it's a certain term for like an unregulated lodge is a clandestine lodge. So it's funny that you choose that term. It's like you're, you're almost ready for things ahead of time. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so we had an old tradition in the fraternity that we never would ask people to join. It's it was like this thing that the uh, more senior members of the fraternity said mm-hmm. we never we never say you should join or would you join. Um, how did you get to the point where you were ready to either ask or were you asked or how did that go? No, so and and that was um, I actually knew about that. I don't know how I came across that, but I knew that it was a. Um, that the petitioner had to ask and could not be uh, solicited in any way. Um, and I think it was, this was probably about two years ago. Um, I I told Nick that I was thinking about, um, thinking about joining because at this point my father was there. Um, and, you know, at the very least it was, a way for to kind of deepen that connection with my my brother and father and and have that that common thread um and at the most it would be a a very self-fulfilling or fulfilling experience for me um and i actually i asked him um you know what the uh, hypothetically if i were to to join or or uh very casually of course yeah uh you know what would that look like and he kind of gave me the rundown um, and this was actually, this was pre Ouroboros, um, which is the lodge that you've petitioned and we'll, we'll talk about that, but okay. yes, keep talking though. <clears throat> um, and he ended up, um, he was like, well, you know, we get, we kind of got something cool planning, um, or in the works. Um, and I think that's going to be really exciting for you. Um, and I, you know, stuff happened with my life and it kind of got put on the back burner. And by the time I was ready to, to petition, Ouroboros was, was up and running and it, 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 timing worked out perfect. So in full disclosure, I am the worshipful master of Ouroboros Lodge, which is one of the reasons why I've uh, invited uh, Ben on this podcast, knowing that he petitioned and uh, nobody petitioned my lodge. And uh, your uh, brother is, it's funny, uh, he mentioned his brother Nick is actually the worshipful master of our mother lodge. Meridian Lodge, and I'm the worshipful master of that. So we're both like worshipful master for each other, which is a little bit strange. Right <laughs> now. I don't know. I don't know who's in command, but um, you decided to uh, petition 
a small lodge. And yes. that's very different. It's more expensive and there's a lot more work. Why was that attractive to you? And, and I'm asking because I think there's a lot of criticism put on millennials. They, they want the easy way and you've selected the hard way. And why is that? I think that's the, the best way to get the most out of um, the brotherhood that is formed through masonry. I think the, you know, the, the discussions that happen in those close groups are, they're very intimate, they're very real, um, and they're very honest. And I, you know, this is somebody who's completely inexperienced in masonry, so I don't know how that works in the big lodge or in, in larger and lodges with larger populations. But that small group of eight to 10 guys was, seemed like a very, very good fit. Now you've attended both lodges for different events of different kinds. So mm -hmm. you've come to dinners with Ouroboros. You've also uh, visited installations and public events um, in the larger lodge. So you have seen a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know, what was your impression uh, when you were visiting events, just about masonry in general, not one lodge or the other, but what was your impression of masonry? What did you go away from that maybe have surprised you uh, after your visit? I would say how much in those public events that masonry or the, the, the kind of inner workings just don't pop up. Um, that aside from, um, you know, the rings or, or the kind of accessories, you don't, you don't necessarily know that you're talking to a Mason. Um, it goes back to that, that um, lack of solicitation. They're not trying to push you to, to do anything mm -hmm. or join their lodge. Um, you know, they'll tell you about the events going on uh, and welcome you um, if you're available or want to check it out, whatever. But there's just no pressure. It's, it's people hanging out and having intellectual conversations. And, um, yeah. Now, now you petitioned, so obviously whatever it was kind of worked there. But mm -hmm. do you feel like there should have been more pressure? And I'm uh, I'm not saying that you represent all the petitioners that are out there, but did you feel that, like, Masons in general were too aloof? Or uh, should we be more, I don't want to say aggressive, but should, should we say, like, no, no, you should really join? And you may not have the perfect answer for this question, but how did you feel about the process? Did you feel like you were wanted by the group or was it like, Oh, I understand this is how this goes because I've been instructed. No, I, I felt, um, I felt comfortable in petitioning, not because people were telling me to, but because people were or rather seemed genuinely happy that I came to the events that I did. Um, you know, I think if you, if you kind of put the screws to somebody or put more pressure on them, you might, you might get a, a crowd that that joined that might that maybe cracks under pressure mm -hmm. um that doesn't have you know the the ability to to say no or or something like that um whereas working off of the the strictly kind of volunteering and coming forward and and asking for it you're getting somebody that that did it under their own um under their own accord and are fully wanting to be there. Again, you keep using words that you don't even know they're Masonic in nature, but you just, someday maybe we'll have to go over that with you. But <laughs> um, 
Now, hopefully you want to get something out of this. I, I mean, you're joining a lodge and you mentioned camaraderie, mm-hmm. talking about your uh, army background. Um, what do you think is going to happen? And you can, you, the, the audience here is going to be definitely Masons. And, you know, what's your expectation going forward of what you're going to experience or what's going to change in you over the next, hopefully, five, ten, umpteenth years? I think that the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is, you know, being a history major in college and wanting to be a social studies teacher is that historic aspect of it, which I know Masonic tradition goes back a very long time and has roots um, that are still practiced today in, in um, the ceremonies that are carried out. I'm really interested in in learning that history and being a part of something that has been practiced by, you know, our founding fathers and before that. Um, just kind of being part of that same common thread is is an amazing possibility. Um, the other thing that I'm looking forward to is, again, that camaraderie. Um, you know, that's that's a big issue for me, and I, um, you know, a, a big thing that I appreciate and and need in my life, um, and you know, developing friendships and and close relationships with with brothers, um, and knowing that they can call me and I can call them, and it's, you know, it's not going to be an issue. Um, just hey, I'm here. Let me know. I feel very similar. Uh, I joined. I was 33. Yes, yeah, so I petitioned when I was 32, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt everyone was having kids and <laughs> became like little league and kickball and all these other things, or you know, just you know, zero to five children are, you know, they got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. and I didn't have any children. And so I was kind of like, well, I, I don't know what to connect on. And, and so I, I definitely could empathize with, you know, the sentiment about camaraderie and those kind of things and, and keeping connected. It was certainly very important to me. What are you most excited for about being a Mason? I know you talk about the history link, but what's something that you're like, oh, I can't wait for whatever this is. And you don't, you, you're just a, uh, a citizen of the world, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah, I, well, I mean that's that's the thing. I don't know what I don't know. Okay. Um. So, I'm sure that as soon as, um, or you know, hopefully when I when I get accepted, um, and dive in, I will start to to kind of understand the processes and and kind of the different degrees that are involved, um, and get very excited about that right now. I'm just excited to, to kind of hit the starting line. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, you touched on it before. It's, I, I am excited for, for that, um, that historic side of it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's gotta be such a cool thing saying the same things that you know, George Washington said, or I don't, I don't know if he was a Mason. I, I would assume he, so. George Washington was like the Mason. Like he, we have pictures of him everywhere. There, Side note, I've, I've read that he's only been to eight lodge meetings on record. Like, you can only find eight. But he was like Mr. Mason, you know? Yeah. We've got that big painting around. of Everywhere you go, there's a George Washington in an apron. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, we're, we're very proud of him. <laughs> I don't know if he was a... He was a Mason. Sorry. that's. A, what are you most nervous for about this? I mean, I'm sure there's some apprehension. Like, I don't know about this. Um, and we won't hold it against you. That's for sure. So Memorizing... Uh, speeches and, and ceremonial aspects. 
so there is some of that. And I think that that might surprise you if you are elected. Uh, I, I enjoy the memorization and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still nervous about it. So I didn't even, I, I installed your brother and I, I had to memorize some parts and I was nervous as heck and I'm sure I made a few mistakes and mm-hmm. the non-Masons probably didn't notice. There was probably like two or three Masons in the room who were like, oh, he was terrible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, well, there's always a Mason in the room that says, oh, he was terrible. But, uh. you know, and, and kind of along that, that same line of, of being nervous about that, there's also an excitement because we were having a conversation um, not too long ago and I was talking about everything that, that was on my plate and yada, yada, and you said, get a bigger plate. I think you may have thrown an expletive in there, but it we'll, we'll pretend like I didn't. <laughs> but that, thank you for censoring that. <laughs> it drove the point home, um, and it really kind of hit on that uh, that aspect that you are in a position, you know, regardless of where you're at, where you can grow your intellectual abilities, you can grow um, kind of your abilities overall in life. So, in kind of in memorizing these things, obviously, I'm nervous for it but i know that i can get through it and i know that the other side is going to be um very fulfilling and that challenge excites you yes that's that's uh, spoken like a guy who's been through boot camp before (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe a little bit yeah um one of the things that sometimes we neglect in talking about our conversations is the the intersection of faith and uh, Masons, as I'm sure you're gonna you've learned or have learned through the process uh, we're not atheists but Mm -hmm. we're nondescript about um, what faith tradition we adhere to. Um, what role does faith play in your life in making this decision here and now? Because we're not a, Swiss, a religion, but there's certainly a group of religious men. We're faithful people. Mm-hmm. Um, how does faith inform the decision you're making? I think over the years, I've kind of developed my own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grow, We grew up Catholic, went to church every Sunday. Um, Me too. Yeah. And I think there is a natural rebellion that happens at some point. Um, And then, you know, after that, it was kind of um, a coming to coming back to that faith in, you know, through a relationship that that made sense to me. Um, And God is a factor in my life. And, um, I I pray for things and I and I thank him for things. Um, probably thank him for saving my ass more than a couple times. Sure. Um, but I think that I think that this experience is going to strengthen that bond. Um, I hope it does. Uh, but. That's I, I'm open to that. We'll, we'll see where it goes. That's really, I, I like the way you said that, that you're open to that. Uh, I think sometimes we have a preconceived notion of this is what we're going to be doing faith-wise and it's just, just being open to listening, not just to us, but to uh, the grand architect, I think is something that's uh, pretty cool. I, I appreciate you saying that. I think that's really great. Um, what do you think your, your peers, like people around you are going to say when they find out you're a Freemason? The same thing I said to Nick, who killed Kennedy. <laughs> so they're going to break your chops a little bit about that? I'm sure, yeah. Um, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my Army buddies have the same values that I do and, and um, really appreciate that, that camaraderie and brothership or brotherhood. Um, so I think they're 
if anything, they're going to be more intrigued um, in knowing a Mason if I get in. Um, it seems like the military and uh, Freemasonry, are, there's a nice connection there. Absolutely. Yeah. They, I've heard of a few lodges that are military lodges. I mean, some of the first lodges in America were military lodges. They carried their stuff in the trunk during mm-hmm. the Revolutionary War. I so, um, so there's a, so a deep connections there. I'm glad you uh, kind of mentioned that or at least recognizing that yeah. ahead of time. Um, when you think about where you've got your information, obviously you've got family, but you always make the Kennedy joke and the aluminum. Did you do a lot of internet searching on this whole thing? And, and I ask this because we get a number of people on open house day who'll come through and ask us questions that are a little bit strange. I had students here. I work, you know, for those listening, I work in a high school and I've had students be like, Oh, you guys worship so-and-so and do secret rituals. And, you know, people make jokes about that. And I'm wondering, you know, Freemasonry used to be so central to American society mm-hmm. that you understood it. Like you, you saw the square encompasses, you knew what that meant. Now it seems like, and I don't know where that is, and I'm curious, like, what's your impression as someone coming in? Where have you gotten that earlier information from? So actually, I think after Nick joined, or since Nick joined, I hadn't, I hadn't Googled anything. Um, there are the things that I've watched um, on History Channel and and kind of it's basically all like conspiracies history's mystery yeah um but yeah there's you can you can do google searches about it and um i i I think um actually before nick got installed as worshipful master i did a quick search for because we were my stepfather made him his uh that big gavel that he has okay yeah um so I was looking for, you know, some uh, symbolic thing to, to kind of throw on there. But, you know, aside from, I think aside from like the, those documentaries and the conspiracy things, there's not a whole lot of um, truthful Masonic information out there. Did you look us up? On the internet, I'm curious, like uh, any of the lodges in Connecticut, or have you? Did you no. invest? So you didn't look us up? No. That's interesting. Um, do you spend time on social media or no? No, I don't have any. Okay, well there, there's a one thing. That, okay, that, that you know, you might be the first millennial that we've talked to. We say, are you on social media? You say no. no, and that's an interesting thing. So you've done web search, but never gone into the social world. No, I'm glad you're mentioning this because I feel like I failed my job. <laughs> I, I always push everyone. I'm on the CME and I always do my speech and I say, oh, social media everywhere. And uh, it's not the only outlet though. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's something to consider. Um, I, I know that we're going to wrap this up in a minute or two, but um, I know you're excited going forward and I, I want to kind of give you a chance to kind of wrap this up. We're going to return to this interview um, at some point and we're going to talk about how you've, how your perceptions have changed. Um, what unanswered questions do you have right now? And I'm not going to answer them. Um, I think that these are questions that you might be thinking about and um, maybe we'll return to these questions later when we, after you've received uh, at least maybe the first or second or the third degree. Um, what are you kind of wondering about, about the fraternity? But again, I'm not going to try and answer them. That's a tough question. It is. And it- I, I think it's a tough question because a lot of the things I go into, um, I recognize that, I, that, like I said before, I don't know what I don't know. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I'm open to um, how all that works out. So like when I went to basic training, I didn't Google anything. Just like, this is what I'm going to do. It's, I heard it sucks. We're, we're going to see, but you know, I didn't print out the itinerary or anything. Um, And you may not have any questions at this time. I, I always, I always felt like, you know, going, when you go into these new things, you always have these questions like, well, I wonder what X will be like, or I wonder how I'll feel after this, or, you know, they say it makes you change. Uh, those are kind of things that I had going in thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to get to know people? Am I going to feel like I'm part of the group? These are all things that I was concerned about because I didn't want to join something and, you know, then later on find out it just wasn't a good fit. And mm -hmm. I've, I've been a member of a few civic organizations where, you know, the first couple of years are really great. And then after a couple of years, I felt like, man, this is not my kind of people. I yeah. mean, I've been a Mason for 10 years. It's my kind of people. Um, but that was just, that, those are some of my questions at the time I couldn't answer until I actually did it. Yeah. I think, um, I, I just kind of want to know what you guys do in those meetings that I, that I can't go into. Well, all right. Well, you will maybe find out very <laughs> shortly. You know, some there are some Masons who are like, I can't stand how boring our meetings are. But uh, some of our meetings are fun. You know, we've got a range of different types of things. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to see you uh, experience that. And we want to get your feedback on the meeting structure afterward. So um, if you... Uh, you don't have social media, so I usually <laughs> I usually throw out and say if you're promoting something, you're not promoting anything. You're Nothing. just nice enough to come on, and <laughs> I it. I really appreciate you coming on of because I, I this pre perspective is something that we don't often get, and I'm very happy. Um, I did uh, sign the second line of his petition, and uh, so I'm and I'm honored to do so. I've known Ben for how many years have I known you now? Oh, we just had our 10 year high school reunion, so. Yeah, so about four to that maybe. Yeah, so I, think about I had your freshman year, so. fourteen years. So that's <laughs> that's a long time. Um, but it's it's really good to know you, and uh, of course I can't campaign, but uh, just good luck with the process. I hope that it's a um, pain, painless one, not painful, <laughs> and that we give you all the information you need about that. So uh, thanks, and, and we'll definitely check back in with you after your. You've, you've done the degrees or we'll delete this podcast and never hear from it again. So thank you so much, Ben. Of course. And thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. So, hey, well, I hope you're listening in Lodge and you're considering talking about what are the perceptions that might be of your Lodge and maybe some of the things that Ben said to you today uh, speak to you or maybe you think that he's, he's different. Well, these are great discussions to have in Lodge and we hope that you use this podcast uh, in order to begin to spark some of those discussions. And so my name is Nick Ives. You can email me, nickives at ctfreemasons.net. I'm going to play some real epic music. Ben, you like this music, don't you? Love it. And, oh, yes. There's <laughs> nothing like a cello to make Freemasonry sing. I'm right? downloading it on my ride home. I will give it to you before you go. <laughs> thank you so much, Ben, and we thank you for listening.